0: Welcome to Keeping Up With Katie, the podcast that covers pop culture, relationships, and kids. I'm Katie Griffin, and today I'm joined again by my lady love and repeat guest, Caitlin. Back by popular demand, I assume. You begged to come back on, I do recall. (laughs) (laughs) So first up, how has your week been? Let let me just say, we did try and do this segment earlier, the how has your week been segment, and you did not reply with anything. I was
1: distracted. I was holding your baby. Well,
0: you were babysitting.
1: And she wanted the boob. Yeah. Um, We went to the movies on Friday night, date night. What did you see? Fantastic Beasts. Is it's
0: that the s- Harry Potter, the J.K. Rowling one? Yeah, it's yeah. like a
1: prequel. Prequel. It's kind of like Dumbledore's history. Right. Um. Good. This was the second one. I I liked it. Yeah. I really like the Harry. I Potter I won't be movies. seeing it. But... No. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do a review then. No. Waste your time. No. It was pretty good. We had Indian. Went into the city yesterday.
0: How was your timing after Indian?
1: It was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually it's yeah. such a trek. Yeah. Oh, please. It's an amazing. You're like ramen two. Tea.
0: Excuse me. You're two suburbs away from the city. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sorry. It's not a trek.
1: <laughs> it took like 15 minutes. You're like, to get oh in Jesus. On the tram.
0: Yeah. You trammed it.
1: Yeah. PT. Okay. <laughs> like a chump.
0: <laughs> so the first story I want to talk about today is something that you've actually got a bit of personal involvement with, not in the story, but. We'll get there. So Jess Origliasso from the Veronica's.
1: I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. Is that
0: or- Origliasso? I don't know. I think so. Let's just call her Jess O. So Jess O, posted, so she's one half of the Veronica's. She posted a photo of herself and new boyfriend, Kai Newton, at her sister's recent wedding. And Ruby Rose, who is her ex-girlfriend, commented, congratulations, so happy for you both. And then Jess responded, at Ruby Rose, I have requested you not to contact me for over four months now. You've been given my grace of being ignored on every other private platform. So the fact you continue to ignore this, to contact me here publicly under the guise of wishing me well is continued harassment. And then Ruby responded, that is news to me. Copy that. Good vibes only. (laughs) What do you think about this?
1: (laughs) I've got some thoughts. (laughs) First of all. It kind of makes me cringe, like public, I don't know, relationship.
0: Like dirty like laundry that. sort of thing. Yeah. that mm. made, Like
1: when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's I so word. And I was
0: like, that's going on the pod.
1: Content. It's all content. Yeah. So that made me cringe. I was like, oh, awkward. And I felt dirty, like looking at it. I know. Um, I've got my own personal issues when it comes to, can you, Ruby can Rose. you tell me? Cause
0: I do remember you always, cause I've, you know, I think she's quite attractive. And when I would say, Oh, I think Ruby Rose is really pretty or something like that. You would always be like disgusted at me and I would get judged by you. I would say. <laughs> she's very beautiful. She's stunning. She is stunning. She's stunning.
1: We'd have a sip of my G and Yeah, have a sip of your It's G&T. a G and T this yeah. week. <laughs> it's G and T.
0: It's a Sunday Arvo G and T. I've got a half shot.
1: It's a half shot. Yeah, I gave you a half shot. It's delicious. It's only tea,
0: Yeah, as in tonic. I did ask you what was in it. Yeah,
1: I brought you back. You asked for a g and T, a a small one. I brought it back and I said, it's a half shot. You had a sip and you go, this is delicious. What's in it? <laughs> I was like, just gin and tonic. Gin and, t- and I was like, oh, that's Squeeze what the name says. Yeah. <laughs> just what it's called. A bit confused, but that's
0: all right. Yeah, but tell me about your personal story with the roaster, the um, ruby. The-
1: the Roots. <laughs> the Roots. Um, I don't... I have to preface this by saying I do not know her personally anymore. Well, you like, told me you did. Oh, I anymore, don't okay. know her. <laughs> okay. And I didn't really know her at the time. Mm-hmm. So, I came across her because she was a friend of a friend. Um, at the time, I was about 16. Mm-hmm. And um, so, the friend and I were not on... Like, we were having some issues. Mm-hmm. And, like, a bit of a fight. And... Um, <laughs> so then and this is back in msn days oh yeah so messenger yeah so this random person added me it was obviously it was a fake um profile kind of thing and started off talking to me i didn't really talk to strangers i i only spoke to people i knew so i wasn't really giving them much and then all of a sudden it was over like asl yeah (laughs) yeah it was just general chit chat like that location yeah (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you know, after a couple of days, this, like they just turned, and all of a sudden, it was the person I was fighting with and Ruby. So she so had said, actually knew her. "I'm Ruby." Yeah, you know, it was like everyone hates you. You've got an STI. You're a slut. All that stuff. Real, like really nasty though. Yeah, like, I'm. You know, just giving you the. Clip notes, but Clip notes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, that's really harsh when you're like 16,
0: 17.
1: Yeah. It was, it was really nasty stuff. And then all of a sudden Ruby herself, like in her, on her real MSN, um, so
0: this was, let's just preface it by saying mm, this was way before she was even oh, famous, she wasn't famous or anything like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, she hadn't, I think she started on MTV. Yeah. When she initially. Was like 20 or something. Yeah. So this, yeah, been so this is way before. before, I think she had done like not long after this, she did some modeling where she kind of became known, mm. but, um, Anyway, so she created her like, – well, she didn't create her own. She spoke to me on her own MSN profile and started threatening me and saying I should, you know, look out when I'm leaving school every day. She was going to bring her friends. They were going to bash me, all this stuff. And it went on oh, for God. a few weeks, and I was like, Jesus. Can I just say, doesn't she
0: um- – Part of her narrative is that she was bullied in high school.
1: Well, yeah, and so that was the thing. A few, so I actually met her a couple of years after that, like two years later. Yeah, she wasn't very friendly then either in person, and um, you know, for no reason. So Mm. I kind of thought, okay, well, I tried. Like I knew who she was, and she had no idea who I was. I was just like nothing. So she didn't know
0: that she you were the person that she'd been speaking to online earlier. I don't
1: think she remembered. Yeah, right. Um. But then, yeah, then she became famous and, um, and then she started. So then she became kind of like a, the spokesperson for anti-cyber bullying and, yeah. um, all these campaigns. And, and she was doing like live chat things online. This I'm talking like almost 10 years ago now. And she's doing like online chat things where you could talk to her about like things that have happened to you online and, you know, the bullying you've experienced. And it made me like kind of bitter. I was like, of course. Yeah. I, I was just thinking back to, you know, her threatening to bash me and me being like 16 and terrified to leave school because I don't know, like this girl, this older girl and her, and these strangers were threatening to bash me. Um, and I was like, I wonder if she remembers doing that and yeah, people can absolutely change. So I think, you know, I, I could have, I know I was, there were times where I was nasty in high school as well. And I regret all of the nasty things I did. So people can change, but I
0: still think, even if you regret that you would I would acknowledge that in if I was an anti cyber bullying campaigner, I would then say, Look, I've done things in my past that I've regret I don't know, I would just m- do not know make if it sound like that. she's Yeah.
1: Mm. I haven't I don't know if she's done that or not, I haven't really heard about it, but I I just found it when I was it was like I was about twenty three. I thought it was a bit rich when I heard her talking like yeah. everyone was saying she's a spokesperson. I don't pet. think you've actually ever told yeah. me
0: that full story before. Oh really? No.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was I don't know, I just thought I don't know. It was a bit strange for me. Yeah.
0: Do you think it's ever possible for, so with her commenting on Jess's, um, picture with her new boyfriend, do you think it is ever possible to have healthy relationships with an ex?
1: I think so. I think it really depends on your current situation Mm. and, um, and you know, what your if you do have a, have a new partner, how they feel about it, how comfortable they feel. Um, it, there may not be any reason for them to not Really want you to be in contact with your ex, but it could be like you know a bit awkward for people. Yeah. But I think you can absolutely have an el- a healthy relationship with an with an ex. You know, I have a think I've, I have a good relationship with people that I've dated in the past. Yeah, some <laughs> I haven't dated a lot but <laughs> yeah. with I've, the
0: millions of people. you have dated one ex
1: boyfriend. Yeah, and
0: we get along well. Yeah, I yeah. think I do. What you said is true that it it is dependent on the place you're at in your relationship. I don't think one person can be friends with another when they're still harboring a crush or they still have got bitter feelings I think you really do need to be quite neutral like I would bloody love to be friends with Matt's ex-girlfriends well when I say ex-girlfriends I mean like people that he's dated like I would love like I keep telling him when especially when we first started going out there was this other girl that liked him as well and I would beg him to let me like add her on Facebook and and be friends with her he was not keen about that but I just thought you know we've got this shared interest in Matt yeah (laughs) Like, we'd be great friends. And I was like, I'm a hoot. Like, she'd love me. And she'd be, she, even though, yes, she still loves you and still wants to be with you. Like, she'd probably just be so happy to hear from me. Matt didn't agree, though. And he never Mm. let me do it. And sometimes I still ask him, like, how's this person going? And he's like, babe, I don't know. Like, I don't follow her on on any Mm. social media or anything like that. Yeah. I'm like, I really wish she was still in our lives. Like, I felt like she was such an integral part of our early relationship.
1: So he said no? Yeah, he said no. He didn't want you to talk to her? No. Mm. Well, that's all right. I yeah.
0: guess. I mean, his choice, whatever. But. Yeah. And like, I, I guess, was so devoted.
1: Yeah. But if he doesn't really want to interact with her or
0: have much to do with yeah. her, then. But my feeling he needs was like, if she still loves him or still likes him, like, surely the next best, best thing would be to get together with his girlfriend and just chat about him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that give her opportunities to sabotage?
0: I don't know. I'm joking. People wouldn't do that. Do people do that? I don't know. Well. Oh, look, I'm all for it. Yeah. I
1: think if everyone's in a good place. Would you be
0: okay if Ed was friends with an ex? Like, would you think, I think when you're married, it's not as, well, for me personally, I'm not threatened by that.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. It would depend on their personality yeah. and how we got along and, and what their relationship was like. Uh, if they were, you know, super close, mm. if she like waltzed in and threw herself on his lap or something, I think I'd <laughs> be a little about, like, if... about it. <laughs> She's
0: still like bang up for him. <laughs>
1: But, I mean, it would depend how close they, you know, like what their relationship was like. Yeah. I can't say. I just don't know. Mm. It's not currently happening.
0: So I don't know. Mm. All right. But Ruby, so yeah. there's also f- things going around that they think that um, there's been a few articles saying that, that she's gaslighting mm. Jess by saying, by trying to appear like...
1: Like she wasn't aware.
0: Yeah, trying to appear like the bigger person. Yeah. And like, oh, good vibes only. You know, I'm trying to be the strong one and wishing you good luck when it's mm. like in reality she's been... Harassing her, like apparently online.
1: Well, see, this is one of the, this week's, you know, pop culture stories that yeah. I didn't actually get from you and your podcast. Because well. as I told you during the week, I'm getting all of my pop culture stories from you. Yeah, I'm a
0: pioneer, really. I know. Because,
1: yeah, I just don't hear this stuff. But I was listening to, I listened to Kate, Tim, and Marty. Yeah. And they were talking about this situation and I actually started thinking about it and I thought, well, look, not a lot. It didn't take up a lot of time. <laughs> Jotted but, down some notes, yeah, just making breakfast and thought about it. And I thought, why, why would Jess make that up? Why would she say for months I've been saying this? And then, it, I mean, she could also have the same idea. She could also be trying to, you know, make Ruby look bad. I find it strange that if that has been happening, how Ruby wouldn't know about it. Yeah. How Ruby would, you know, how she could say this is news to me. Yeah, but I'm you know I don't know either of them obviously. Yeah, I mean, but in my experience, Ruby is an asshole. Mm. So
0: we're Team Jess.
1: I, I'm Team No One. <laughs> team- You're being in- Veronica's fan. I'm- <laughs> I I don't know honestly. I used to call them Jess and Lisa Veronica. I thought their last name was Veronica.
0: <laughs> well, that'd be a lot easier than Orgalacio. Don't do it. We'll take a a sharp left.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: Um, today I actually read an article saying I'm a mum with high functioning anxiety and it's a tricky beast and I found it really relatable because I consider myself to be someone that d- does have high functioning anxiety. As you know, this week has been a particular shit show. It's been a little rough. <laughs> a little rough. Where you've been like a source of strength for me, which has been great. Hmm. But I wanted to chat to you because I know that you, we both. Are quite open with each other about our struggles with anxiety. And you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you haven't always considered yourself someone that has anxiety. No, I've it's been, only been quite recent in uh, the well, last couple of years or so.
1: Yeah, I think I was about I was t- about twenty six. Yeah. Um, when I first started to kind of. Yeah, realize mm. what this feeling was and I first started to see someone, but I saw a hypnotherapist.
0: That's right, you did. Um,
1: so it was a mix of like she's a therapist and but like half the session was yeah, um that. hypnotherapy. And did that work? Like it's you know what? And so many of your listeners are gonna think she's a nutcase. But I it was more um it was more like meditation. Yeah. It's okay. not like when you say um, hypnotherapy, people think it's like, you know, on the count of three, you know, you're going to act like a bunny rabbit. Um, it's not like that. It was more like just a peaceful kind of like, it's like guided meditation. So, um, you don't like fall asleep or anything. Well, I didn't, you can, Mm. it's just very peaceful and it really did help me. And she also gave me something, um, to listen to, to go to sleep at night. So you're not listening consciously the whole time, but your self-conscious is listening to this. Um, I can't even tell I you what the before, guy actually, was yeah. saying. Yeah. Cause I didn't listen to it, but um, <laughs> I was asleep. Throw it out in the bin. <laughs> I actually still have it. But, um, and I did find after seeing her for about six months, like I saw her maybe four times in those six months. Mm. Um, I did feel a lot calmer and she did give me some tools to, you know, to help in situations where I was feeling anxious. Mm. Um, but you're right. I was kind of a, I was, it was a bit later for me in life when I realized what that I was actually feeling yeah. anxiety, that what I was feeling was anxiety. Mm. I just thought I was a bit like, I don't know, irrational and like panicky and, you know, ridiculous, like a bit dramatic. I didn't really understand Yeah. because people didn't really talk that much about it. These days, I find it so easy to talk to people about having anxiety. I don't feel any shame. I do too. In it.
0: My anxiety manifests differently than well than everyone's. Like everyone's manifests in different ways. Yeah. And I have like I can't understand why you get anxious about something, and you kind of understand why I get anxious about. As in, not as individuals, just as a generalization. It's really yeah. it's an individual thing. But I wanted to talk about what what things you do that help you manage your anxiety and also what exacerbates yours like triggers yeah like what triggers your anxiety you know for me one thing that this is like this is going to sound
1: silly but a lot of my anxiety i really feel i think in the workplace more so than in my mm. friendship groups or with family it's more like feeling terrified that people think that i'm not competent or that i'm stupid or that you know that kind of thing so i stress about that i stress that people are talking about it you know like. I'm terrified of making mistakes
0: sometimes. So it's like a feeling of inadequacy? Yeah.
1: I'm terrified yeah. of that. Even yeah. though I know, like on the surface, like I know I can do something. But then like deep down, I'm like, but what if I'm, what if I just think that, but everyone's like talking about how, you know, I'm stupid or I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. It's so silly. But is there, is there but, anything
0: that has validated that?
1: I well, I think because I left, when I left high school, um, yeah you know, and I had to have a meeting with the principal and mm. the um, counsellor and all that, you know, all those idiots. And they, um, <laughs> they told me, I, you know, if I didn't finish high school, I was never going to get anywhere. And um, without a high school, like without fin- finishing high school, I, you know, I was never going to succeed in anything. That was pretty much what they oh, said. a lovely thing to hear. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really uplifting and yeah. encouraging. <laughs> so I think I, I think that's probably where it comes from.
0: Yeah that it's crazy and really scary that things that people say stick with you for so long. Yeah. Like you I've got things like that that when I was younger um my brother and a friend of mine oh sorry a friend of his we would walk to school together and they would kick my bag and I would and they would just make jokes about how like they if I died they wouldn't come to the funeral and it was just like you know it was Small bullying kind of stuff. A bunch of dickheads. Yeah. But then I went – like, I would come home crying every day and tell Dad. And then when we went to – we went over to that boy's house, me, Dad, and my brother and my Dad sat down to sort of resolve the situation to try and stop it. And my Dad said, look, I know Katie's annoying, but can you just stop kicking her bag? Oh, God. And so in my head, I've always had this thing like I can't be annoying because I'm I'm naturally an annoying person. Like,
1: that's so – it's not true. Yeah, but I understand yeah. how like a comment like that when it Just sticks
0: with you. Yeah.
1: Like especially in um in these really crucial developmental
0: stages. And when they know, come from authority figures as well, yeah. like your dad or someone from school or
1: someone who knows you or someone who has spent a lot of time with you. To say something like that about you, you'd be like, I guess it's true. Yeah, I guess it's
0: true. Like my dad mm. thinks I'm the most annoying person. Yeah. And so that yeah, when I hear myself being annoying or that really like Yeah, it just makes me that makes me mm. Nervous. So some of the things for me that exacerbate my anxiety are feelings of like being out of routine and being out of like, I like predictability and stability. So when I'm going away, even though like I like to make fun of it, sometimes going away really stresses me out so much because I'm totally out of my normal routine and I'm like, yeah, comfort zone. And so I get stressed about that and I get stressed about forgetting one thing at the moment that stresses me out is forgetting things. I have to write everything down because Mm. if I lose something in my brain, that like just drives me nuts and I'll just not stop thinking about it. Is that it? why you overpack? Yes. Every single time. I overpack. Like you take the whole house? I take my whole house because yeah. I'm like, if I forget something, mm-hmm. I'll never be able to. You'll stress about it I'll when stress you're there. about it. Yeah. Or like losing things or. Yeah. It Mine manifests in a number of different ways, but one thing, and particularly during this week where I have had a challenging week with sort of anxiety and and just overthinking things like I, some stuff has happened that I just can't get out of my head like I yeah. can't stop ruminating on it and there's only so many times I feel like I've been bugging you I've been bugging Matt like there's only so many times you can have a conversation with a friend or a partner until they're like I can't do anymore more to help you so sometimes and that's what I'm sort of getting at is I rely also on professional help as well to sort of help me through those moments where I'm like, I need to see someone that's arbitrary and yeah. has a completely independent view of the situation and can you can talk through things and it's sort of like even though it, it seeing a psychologist can be quite expensive and mm. it it does help you to clarify things and put things into perspective. Yeah. And to get another point of view that's not someone that loves about loves you.
1: Yeah. I I, I mean agree. my therapist hates me. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we don't spend any time together yeah outside of our sessions no um I, yeah i see a psychologist now um and that's quite been quite re- re- recent are you drunk recent Off your, <laughs> your half shot yeah. i've had
0: one sip and i'm like Wait this is shit. what
1: happened last time I know. <laughs> the tiniest bits I of I wine know. and you, you sent me a message four hours later saying i'm still lightheaded <laughs> from the wine and i was like oh my god
0: you had like oh, half no. an inch. I got to. I seriously had to go to bed at like seven o'clock that night. I was like, I'm toast. Like I cannot do anything. Get on my level. <laughs> Whereas you're like a liter bottle, and I'm done. <laughs> <And> I <I'm done.
1: laughs>
0: Um. Continue.
1: Yeah, I only started seeing Alicia in September. Yeah. Um. First or, name basis,
0: obviously. Yeah, Alicia. No doctor.
1: <laughs> no. She's no, Alicia. I'm first name basis as well. She's great. Um, and I completely agree because in a in a really selfish way, I realized that I do love talking to ed and my friends my sister and um but it's so good to have one hour a fortnight where there's so no fortnight yeah i have been yeah, going for could... oh fortnight like every three weeks mm. or you know like i just decide how i'm feeling and mm. i cancelled a couple of weeks ago so there was like a month in between mm. um because i didn't really feel like i needed it mm. um it's one hour, a fortnight where there's no pressure to ask the other person how they are as well. And I know that sounds awful, but I think we need that. It's just one hour where I can just talk to someone and they're, they're solely there to hear me and give me advice and talk to me. And I,
0: I I like it for that reason. Um, I I completely agree. You don't, and and that's not to say that when you're with friends, it's such a drag to be like, how are you? No, it's just that that's not part of it. Sometimes you just do need that selfish time it's where you're just like, one hour. I get yeah. to, I'm having really a really big problem. Like I'm having some struggles. Can yeah. you give me some strategies or can you just listen? Or yeah, I completely agree.
1: I feel like I could, I could say that to you. I feel like I could call you or see you and say, I need to just talk about something about me for about 20 minutes. Is that okay? And hmm. you would be all about it. But you're right. When you see someone that this is their, it's their profession. They have experience um, and research and all of that stuff. Like, so they they understand and they can give you good, really good tools to to manage um, these feelings. Um, and sometimes I'm not even going there to, you know, break down walls and like really nut things out. It's just sometimes to just bitch or vent about stuff that I don't want to burden people with, you know. And sometimes I don't need it. Yeah, but I and she's great. Like she's kind and funny, but she's, sometimes she can be blunt, not in a nasty way, but she can be, she's super honest and you know, she swears and I feel really comfortable with it. She her. sounds
0: like mine actually, because, yeah. but the only thing is that mine actually, my, my lady lives um near me. So we live in the same suburb. Mm. We- <laughs> is that awkward? <laughs> and so sometimes I see her at the gym and it's fine. Like we say hi and whatever, yeah. but it's just funny. Like yeah, that it's mm. crossover into that per- not personal because we it's not like we hang out for coffee or anything like that. But sometimes I'll see her in the gym and I'll be like,
1: "Oh, <laughs> so you're out of your bubble. Like yeah. that, that room is your bubble. Yeah. She doesn't exist outside that no, room." And
0: like because the other this week had, was <laughs> was so bad, mm. and usually my um, psychologist is booked out like months in advance. Yeah, and so I I got a last minute appointment the other day, and I went in and saw her, and I was like, "I'm having a crisis," and she t- got me to tell her about it. And I was like, "I honestly," because she was running a meditation class at my gym the night beforehand. I said, I was thinking about coming to your meditation class and accosting you afterwards (laughs) getting a freebie. And she was like, this is, I would have been fine with that because this is a really serious issue. (laughs) And I was like, thank you. Yeah. No, I agree with her. Yeah. So like, anyway, sometimes it's, I think I, I enjoy talking to people about anxiety and, and, and psychologists and things like that, because I think that there is sort of like I talked about with Matt and, um, the, and when we had our miscarriage, it's such a taboo subject. Mm. Like a lot of people don't actually yeah. say. And I'm, I think the more that you can break down those walls, especially between girlfriends, mm-hmm. and um, make them feel like it's not. Yes, it's a mental health issue, like issue or condition. Mm. Um, it's not. It's not shameful. It's not though. shameful.
1: It's not. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. You know, I don't like that. You know um, that idea that there has to be something wrong with you to, to go and talk to someone. Um, yeah. you know, sometimes I, I think it's normal to talk about your feelings and, and to need help and to need help sometimes. Mm. And I'm all for it. I have no shame.
0: It's funny. Cause also I would have thought when I was pregnant with Willow, I thought that being a mum would be, uh, would trigger my anxiety a lot, but I've had the opposite effect, which I'm so lucky for and I've thankful seen that for. Too. Yeah, that I've become mm. a lot more. I've a lot less anxious since I've had yeah. kids.
1: It really like not that before I was like, wow. Well, I felt but like I
0: mean, a ball of like. <laughs>
1: no, I didn't think that, but I mean, I think being a like, mum really chilled. Like you were so chill. Yeah, I feel like that too.
0: But I still, I still have mm. huge anxiety moments and yeah. spirals and things like that. But I feel like I have mellowed out a lot since becoming a parent, which I'm grateful for because. I don't want to have that energy constantly around the kids. Not that That's just my personal thing. I wouldn't want yeah. to be that. I don't want to overthink. For some reason, I don't overthink the parenting stuff as much. It's more.
1: Because it comes naturally to you, mama. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you should have seen your face.
1: Was <laughs> I really aggressive?
0: So. No, you, were like, you looked at me like you wanted to have sex with me. <laughs> and I'm up for it. <laughs> like this, after this gym. Pause yeah, the podcast. Pause. It's nearly December. What does that mean?
1: Well, for some, it might mean <laughs> it's always Christmas. It's my Christmas. I freaking love Christmas. Yeah, it is the season seven premiere mm. of Vanderpump Rules. Now,
0: this was not included on the script, but I would just like to quickly watch it together the the promo, so then we can discuss.
1: Okay. This season on Vanderpump Rules.
0: Shut up, Lisa. You love Lisa. I love
1: Lisa, but <laughs> shut up. I, this speech.
0: Hey, she's like the grand dame.
1: <laughs> oh, I hate Sandoval and all this Tom Tom shit.
0: Shut up, Lisa. Like, seriously, shut put up. it on a card.
1: Their challenges are self-inflicted.
0: Yeah. She's like, like oh, don't, don't fuck a person in an elderly person's home. <laughs> Cry again, James. Oh, fuck yes. off, Billy. I hate Billy. Seriously. <laughs> when Kristen falls over. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, that was so So, we just true. had the best two minutes of our lives. And do you want to give a bit of background on VPR, as we call it? I sometimes call it VDPR, but I think it's actually VPR, the short thought.
1: Well, I call it VDPR. Yeah, I call as it VDPR. Well. But I think it's even corrected me before. He's like, Isn't it just VPR? I was well, like, Sorry, you're on the
0: forums. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's like, On the forums, it says this. Get off my case. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know anything. Look, okay. Let's just give it, you give it a bit little of bit of a synopsis.
1: Okay, so. Can I
0: just say, we. Mm. Initially, fell in love with this series separately. Separately, and then when I think we revealed our secret to each other, we were both like, "Oh my god!" It
1: was like my it was my secret shame because I I've never been a like apart from the Laguna Beach and the Hills. Mm. I wasn't a reality TV yeah, watcher. I didn't a watch, real
0: watch, bane of my existence. I know
1: <laughs> at the time, so I wasn't. I've never been a Kardashian watcher. I didn't watch Real Housewives, mm-hmm. but this I came across this on Arena. on a, <laughs> i remember? Is that still a, a, Arena? Is yeah. that still a on channel? Postel. I came across yeah. it on Arena mm. and, um, you know, I didn't ask for channel specifics. Okay, so, <laughs> anyway, I fell in love. What, where were you? What day was it? Let me get home. Yeah. That's a sad it sac- was a summer of 69. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, anyway, we went out to dinner one time and I remember somehow it came up mm. and we were both like, shut up. Yeah. So then, yeah, we bonded over that obviously. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's, so Lisa Vanderpump is from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Beverly Um, Leg. Leg. She owned, you know, they own a few restaurants and one of her restaurants is called Sir um, in LA. It's and... a sexy,
0: unique restaurant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Lisa. And um, she realized that her staff, you know, well, she knew what they were like, you know, all the, it's very incestuous and um crazy. So she pitched the idea to Andy and then they started Amanda Pump Rules. Um, and it started off, I think it was I don't know. I think Stassi was like 22 or 23. Yeah. She's like 30 now. So yeah. they were pretty young and ridiculous. And they just
0: followed like them basically drinking, sleeping yeah. with everyone.
1: Working, hardly working. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just bitching and drinking. Heaven. And, yeah. It's amazing. They've all grown um, throughout the years. We've watched them grow and mm. we've fallen in love.
0: Well, when you say grow, I would say physically grow. Physically. Emotionally stunted. Well some, some of them, yeah.
1: Some have grown. Who would you say is grown? My ride or die.
0: Are you saying Kristen? Stassi, Starcy oh, is. Starcy. My, okay. Starcy's my ride or die. <laughs> yeah, Stassi's grown.
1: She's grown. Mm. But out of necessity because no one yep. wanted her around when she if she had remained mm. how she was before and she wanted yeah. Katie back. So she's yeah. changed. Yeah. Um but see, you know, seeing her with her new boyfriend Bo, mm. I actually think she has changed.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And so it follows all these weight they pretend they still work at this restaurant, but they really don't. They just well, so they do just the show. I've a little tidbit show. on that. Okay. okay. So apparently, I was Inside reading, tea.
1: well, actually, no, <laughs> you gave it to me. Oh. It was the Vogue article. <laughs> yes. So they say, so they recently did a Vogue spread mm. and an article about it. And um, in that, it says that only Katie and Brittany um, are working in this mm. season. And I think. Not even Sheena. No. And I think from, well, I don't even know if that Vogue article counted her as a real cast
0: member. Yeah, that's true. This is going to be a mess to people listening that have no idea what the show is about. It's basically like, it honestly is my favorite reality show and I watch a lot. So to top that pile, yeah. you know, you've got to be quality. I know. You've got to be quality.
1: The only person I can think of out there is Sass who will love this.
0: Oh, Sass will love
1: this. She's a Vanderpump lover. Mm. Little shout out. Mm.
0: Shout out to a fan. Yeah. One of our of key house. listeners <laughs> yeah. of our podcast. Yeah. Number one fan.
1: Um... Anyway, so... I'm
0: seriously lit. I know. Like, you know, I ha- I'm i so weak.
1: Next time I'm going to lie to you and just put tonic in it. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to put the gin in Yeah, I'll scenes. be like, God, I'm
0: wasted. <laughs> You're like, you just have tonic. <laughs>
1: it's just tea.
0: Yeah. No anyway, G. no G.
1: No um, So the season seven premiere is starting. So there's been a lot of changes throughout. Like, a lot has changed throughout those seven years. In the beginning, it was Stassi and Jax were a couple... Mm. Uh, Tom Sandoval and Kristen were a couple. Tom Schwartz and Katie were a couple. They are still a couple and they're now married.
0: Which they hate each other. Oh,
1: God. I think he <laughs> really hate, he hates her and I think she's just fine with it. They her. legit hate each other. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, mm. he cheated on her in the first couple of months of marriage. Remember yeah. He kissed the girl.
1: Yeah. And every other year that they've been together, he's cheated on her. Yes, yeah, this- basically
0: he's cheated on her nonstop and she's like, love him. He's a kiss slut. Yeah. I think he's just a kiss slut yeah but still, it's still cheating like but if i mean matt like, w- if matt was like i just kissed her babe i mean like can <laughs> you get out of the house
1: i mean like what's he doing like why yeah. and he gets so blackout drunk that's another issue with him <laughs> they're like it's actually, 40 it's a serious it's actually a serious concern mm. how drunk he gets mm. he he doesn't remember anything remember they were in mexico in the last season and he ended up at the wrong hotel <laughs> Like, miles away, and everyone was like, what is wrong with you? That's just tough. He's too drunk. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, they, those were the couples in the beginning, and then throughout, you know, so Jax and Stacy broke up. He cheated on her, got some girl in Vegas pregnant. Yeah,
0: paid for the abortion. Yeah. Um, so, so, they broke regular up. Regular stuff.
1: Yeah. And then Stacy finds out that during, like, during her relationship, towards the end of her relationship...
0: It was when oh, they were trying to get back together.
1: I think... Okay. I think. Because it was twice. So I think once they were together, once it was when they were trying to get back together. Yeah, okay. Uh, Anyway, she found out that Kristen, her best friend, um, had slept with Jax. Yeah. Which meant she was cheating on her boyfriend, Tom, who was Jax's best friend. Yeah. So then Kristen... While watching Drive. Yeah, Disgusting. (laughs) Stassi backhands Kristen. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite moments. Season two. Oh, so good. Finale. <laughs> oh my God, I loved it. And um, just assume that every cast <laughs> yeah.
0: member's cheated with yeah. someone.
1: There's no benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like, I'm not giving that to anyone. No.
0: They've all cheated. Everyone's cheated. It's like mm. Jax
1: and Brittany when he says he walked in on... Um, oh, my
0: God. Her going down on what Well, it was Kristen, Kristen going down oh, on... Sorry, semantics. Brittany, remember Kentucky Muffins. Kentucky Muffin. Oh, good. <laughs> so um yeah
1: he says he walked in on that they deny it and Brittany's like why would you do this to me and he's like because it's true it's like even if it's true this is your girlfriend your girlfriend it's upsetting her and stressing her out it doesn't matter if
0: it's true or not just shut up about it i think it starts next week
1: uh december 3rd so next week yeah i think that's next when no monday
0: and usually what we do during the season is we live whatsapp during the yeah during the show while we hey you it yeah so we'll Mm -hmm. text each other we'll be like Let's watch it at eight o'clock tonight. Yeah. Last season there was a bit of a clash because you like to watch MKR. Yeah, I know that was. so <laughs> you're like, for You like MKRs on, I can't.
1: <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm sorry. I just got addicted to it. But yeah. I won't do that this time. Obviously. Yeah.
0: The reason also I like the show is it makes me feel like I've got my shit together. Like I'm not sleeping with other people.
1: No. Right. And you're also not a 39 year old bartender no. like Jacks who no. has nothing else going on. And he's. I mean. He's earning a lot of money from the show. But
0: he's blowing it up his nose. Like, he's addicted oh to coke. God, his coke bloat His is coke awful. bloat is gross. He's like, terrible. his face, he's just gotten... You look at him from season one, and he's just gotten fatter and fatter so in the swollen. face. Because his face is so swollen.
1: Have you seen him lately, though?
0: He's, yeah, he's chilled down again. been yeah. going to Sweat Garage. Oh, God. I've seen his Insta pics.
1: Is that where... Um, so, for a while, Britney was going to, and then she just started dropping off the photos. Like, he was, <laughs> it, it was just photos of him after a while, and I was like, no shit. <laughs> That would have been me. I would have gone the first few times.
0: And then he was like, all you do is sit on the couch and watch TV. It's like, why do you like, these people hate each other. She's like, Jax. (laughs) Yeah, Jax. Jax, don't do that. You get out of my face.
1: She sits on the couch in LA, like in 25, 30 degree weather with a fluffy blanket over (laughs) her. It really irritates
0: me. Yeah. But it is like the, as the Vogue article was saying, it's like the modern day friends. It is. Like it is like the trashy version. Yeah.
1: Although, they were kind of trashy too. We just thought it was it was just a sitcom, so it was laughed at.
0: It's been, over this weekend, it's been Black Friday and tomorrow will be Cyber Monday. When this episode comes out, it'll be Cyber Monday. Mm. And tradition, so a bit of history on the Black Friday, Cyber Monday phenomenon is that it starts, it's the Friday after Thanksgiving, and it's traditionally because um, after Thanksgiving, ah the, there's this big sale day in the U S and then also on the Monday. And, um, and then of course, like anything that America does, we've adopted that too. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and it's sort of the last big sale before Christmas time. Yeah, And you were saying to me that you had heard somewhere that this year people are actually shying away from the sales. Was that what you were saying?
1: Yeah. There are a few, um, a few brands that had Decided not to participate, not mm-hmm. just Australian brands um, or stores. It's kind of gone
0: worldwide now, I think. There are a lot of other yeah, countries right. that do it too. It's kind of like a Hallmark Day where Valentine's Day, it's just another mm-hmm. retail event. Yeah. So anything to get people to spend more money yeah. has been adopted worldwide.
1: And I, I do um, agree in a way with their, um, their decision. I'm not against black Friday itself or sales. I think if you really need something or you really wanted something and haven't been able to afford it until it's on sale, or if you just want to get a good deal on it and you didn't need it immediately, then I think that's, I think it's great, but I think, I think it, it encourages reckless spending and Mm. just purchasing things for the sake of purchasing, like, because it's on sale. Um, So I, I don't, I don't really care if people shop the sales or not. And, you know, if there was something that I wanted, I would have done it too. But I just didn't, I don't really care for the chaos. Like it's, mm. it, it is insane. The the videos you see in America, people the way trampled. people behave. Well, yeah, people have died. It's mm. ridiculous. And I don't like that kind of, yeah, careless um, spending and like, you know, overconsumption of things that we don't need. Mm. Um when people think of waste, I don't think they think, they don't really connect clothing with that.
0: No, it's more like food waste or yeah. packaging waste.
1: And yet we treat clothes like rubbish. I really like the idea of um, like the minimalist wardrobe mm. um, idea. You know, the way I grew up, my mum has always been like, she doesn't throw anything away, not in a hoarder way. But my family like...
0: hoarders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but mum has like kitchen scales from the late 70s, still in the box that they came in because my mum's... Philosophy has always been, you know, like if it ain't broke, kind of thing. Wait, yeah. Is that the same? Yeah, if whatever. Never, don't fix it. Yeah, I guess that's maybe not the saying I meant to say, but oh. I don't really know.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, that's the I mean, saying that you said. I, I guess
1: that's maybe right, but I mean. <laughs> You're like, well, maybe that's what it is.
0: <laughs> well, that's it. It, that's it, can't the be.
1: it can't be because if it is broken, she will fix it. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. I've had a bit of GMT. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if it can be fixed she'll fix it she doesn't just throw things away so that's yeah. how i grew up that's with food as well though like so you know my waist not kind of lifestyle it, you know covers all aspects mm. of my life like the way she grew up expiry dates didn't really exist so <laughs> it was just kind of like a smell and taste situation yeah. <laughs> so that's how i live yeah i guess I get it from my mum a little bit, and I don't know if my mum did it from a, you know.
0: I think it would have been from a, from a financial point of view as well, because she was raising three kids. Yeah, as a single, single parent.
1: Yeah, and we didn't have a, we didn't have a lot growing
0: no. up. No. Um, on that, do you have a recommendation that people can watch or listen to or read mm. that will sort of help inform, I guess, about that sort of stuff?
1: Kind of ties into my recommendation. My so I guess I have an older recommendation. So there was a documentary a few years ago that a few people would have heard about called The True Cost. Mm-hmm. I think it's still on Netflix. It kind of sent me on this like obsessive ethical fashion researching journey. Mm-hmm. That sounds so wanky. <laughs> Please like delete you're, that. you're not
0: trekking to India. <laughs> You're so like, I got out my notebook and I just, oh I God. went around the earth just looking for ethical fashion. Oh my God.
1: I sound like an idiot. Um, <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent where I want to be. Um, yeah. But this documentary, um, it really did. It really pushed me over the edge. Like when I hadn't really thought, I thought about waste from a food perspective and I thought about plastic and all that stuff. Um, but then when I watched this, it really made me think about the choices I was making mm. in terms of clothing and fashion. So I guess that's that's a recommendation I have for people. Mm. If they care, if they care to know more about this. It, I actually bawled my eyes out. I was mm. crying watching this. Most recently, actually, I started listen. I've just listened to one episode. I'll throw it out as a recommendation mm-hmm. if people are interested. Um, her name is Claire Press, mm-hmm. and she she's been involved in the fashion world for a long time. So she's a like a kind of a fashion journalist. I guess she is currently the sustainability editor-in-chief at Vogue Australia.
0: Oh, wow. I She'll, didn't even realize I had a sustainability editor. I didn't editor. know
1: either. And she, so she's also been a columnist for like Sunday Style. She's worked at Murray Claire. And so she loves fashion. She's not against fashion. She mm. l- bloody loves it. Um, but she's all, she also sits on the board of like the Australian advisory board of um, fashion revolution. So they, they look into industry practices and uh, raise awareness for, um, you know, ethical practices and they hold events um, and they're trying to change, change the way clothes are produced and sold. Um, So that that's made up of brands and designers and just people involved in the fashion industry. So she has a podcast called wardrobe crisis. She has Mm -hmm. a few books as well. And I wanted to listen to her latest book called rise and resist. She has different guests on and she just kind of gets there. Like the first guest is a, um, a model called Laura Wells. She's also a marine biologist and she also has a law degree. Um, Jesus. I know.
0: Way to make you feel shit about myself. I know. Laura. Yeah. Laws.
1: <laughs> but, um, that was really interesting. She, she taught me some, um, some new things and yeah, I, I really like, I really love Claire's, um, passion. She's a, yeah, a, a passionate advocate for ethical fashion and Someone that I am so inspired by. The Wardrobe podcast Crisis. is yeah, it's called Wardrobe Crisis. Okay. Yep.
0: I'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I'm big on the show notes.
1: Yeah, it's good.
0: So dive in there. Mm-hmm. Well, my recommendation this week, I think you'll love. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bit annoyed because I was an early adopter of this, and now it's ugh, getting like news coverage and shit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, literally, okay. I'm sorry for the swearing, but I am legit wasted. Um. So, um. So I was a pioneer of this one. But yeah. have you been hearing all the Sex and the City stories that have been floating around this week? I have not. Like okay, I didn't think so. Does because that surprise you, you in the clouds? <laughs> yeah. Um. But you got your lip balm. Yeah, yeah I've got my. You got chaplips.
1: <laughs> always.
0: You got some chaplips. Yeah. Always. Um. Okay. So, um. My. So the the sex in the city there's this podcast called origins that looks into um big pop culture phenomenons so mm. they've done um saturday night live um and this sounds cool yeah it's really good and they recently did a three-parter on sex in the city and they got access to everyone like sarah jessica parker Kristen davis um cynthia nixon the show creator darren star the show runner michael patrick king the mm. fashion designer Patricia Field, the person who um, initially wrote the, the column that became the book that the series oh. was based off, Candace Bushnell, and the only person that didn't participate in the podcast was um, Kim Cattrall, obviously, because mm. pub- she's publicly feuding with Sarah Jessica Parker. Anyway, so this podcast, it's about three hours' worth of um, interviews and everything. It goes back to the very beginning on how all the characters – auditioned and got the roles and what roles they initially went for and um, whether they thought the series would be a success and how it actually changed HBO as a channel because beforehand Mm. it was really only it was um, sports broadcasting so it was only really focused on sports and Sex and the City and The Sopranos sort of came along at the same time and completely changed that to be um More of a mainstream, saucier network. network. Yeah, mm. like Sarah Jessica Parker addresses the feud between her and Kim. You would trials. have loved this. Sick. Bloody loved it. Mm. Bloody loved it. And I was like, this is going to be my recommendation. <laughs> and I was going to WhatsApp you, and I thought, I will WhatsApp you and I say, get yeah. on this podcast. But then I thought, no, live on the pod. Yeah, save it. Content. Yeah, banter, banter on the pod. <laughs> yeah, a bit of banter. You know, I don't want to wreck. Like, I refuse to talk to you in person anymore. Yeah, on you the pod actually, only. Yeah. Just shove a microphone in your face.
1: Remember before we started recording, I did <laughs>
0: shut up and get the headphones on. Save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. So it's really, it's actually. I just loved listening to it. And mm. um, they asked the the cast members what their favorite scene was and what they, um, what character they identify with the most. And they have also Mr. Big on there, and he basically cans the movie, saying he did not like participating in them. And, um, and both of them, both of them. Yeah, I like the first. Movie. Yeah, I like the first one.
1: Mm. Yeah, he didn't. I'll take your millions. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. Chris Noth. Sad, sad, It's Noth? I'm like, it's Noth. Oh, shut Chris up. Noth. It's not Noth. Yeah. And also they revealed the, the plot for the third movie, which was going to be that Mr. Big dies. And then uh, how Carrie and her friends deal with that. Or Carrie deals with that with a friends. Why were they going to make him die? Because he's older. Probably because he hated the first two movies and he has to be written out. Oh, true. Like, <laughs> I true. I don't know. But I would really recommend the podcast. I might actually go back and look at the SNL episodes, the yeah. Saturday Night Live episodes as well. There'll
1: be so many good stories from the beginning of SNL.
0: Yeah. Um, and with like – wasn't it like, um, like Eddie Steve Murphy Martin. and... I don't
1: think Eddie... I don't know if Eddie Murphy was on there. But like Steve Martin and...
0: Yeah. Chris Farley? Yeah, the one that died. Yeah. I mean, RIP. I mean... <laughs> it's a bit of a it was a long time ago. Sad... sad mm. end. Um But yeah, so it, I would really recommend that and so it's called origins the podcast mm-hmm. the Six in the city cool. chronicles
1: i listened to your gladiator recommendation yeah did you like that all of it yeah it took me two days yeah it's the whole thing and i loved it mm. it was very interesting yeah really sad
0: and really sad really very sad frustrating so mm. frustrating
1: with the um the greed and associated with the nfl and they really don't give a shit about the players no they really don't care about what their life is like after football there's no, no
0: but it's the same i guess the same here as well? I don't think it's necessarily the same because they do have the AFL Players Association that mm. is quite big, but that's mainly when they're involved in the sport. Yeah. And what now, about after? Yeah. Like, what about Ben Cousins? You know, no one really yes, takes care so of so sad. Like, yeah. he's been... When I think about Ben Cousins, because he was the like golden boy of the AFL mm. and he's actually – he was in jail for like 10 months. Yeah, That got no news coverage. No one
1: gives a shit. He,
0: he gets busted with, like, coke and meth up his ass all the time. Like, I don't mean to say that in a – that sounded really <laughs> – I mean, really <laughs> rude. But he literally – that's his that's his hiding place of choice but is they up don't, the bar. Is
1: it really? Are you making this up?
0: Are you kidding me? Or is this news? Is that news? He's been caught with – drugs up his butthole like four times. But that's
1: where people put it, I guess. That's what try I'm and saying. Get it to, like, so it's not fancy. I mean I've
0: never put it that up my butt. No, I haven't given I mean I put lots go. of other stuff up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Drugs, no. No, drugs no. That's where I draw the line.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's had uh, you know, I don't think they've been very supportive. No. And the public haven't either. That's the thing. Mm. It's a disposable society. The
0: money thing is crazy, like yeah. particularly with the gladiator. Oh God. Like and and the day that he got I mean, he did murder people, but the day that he got taken to the police station, they dropped him and didn't have any further contact. No, with him. <laughs> that was
1: it. Which, you know, he was a criminal, mm. um, but yeah, there was no, no support. And
0: what Caitlin's trying to say is that I have good recommendations yeah, and they're worth did. listening to. Yeah. That was really good. So get on Thank the you. sex and the city one okay. because it, like I loved it. Yeah. I'm really sad. It was only a three parter. I like down that in Oh man! like a day.
1: You could have done like a 20 parter. Oh you my God. I loved it. <laughs> I know. I, you would have liked a day, a day by day. I would have
0: liked a day by day, scene by scene, yeah. breakdown.
1: Well, go listen to mine as well. I will. Stay
0: woke. I will. I'll stay woke. Well, thanks for joining me today. No worries. It was great to have you. And today was a bit more of a, a thoughtful discussion, yeah. as in like a serious discussion. Mm. But I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed spending time with you. And I enjoyed that G&T. Yeah,
1: thanks for coming over.
0: All right. Thanks, Jake. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Keeping Up with Katie. If you've liked what you've heard, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a rating and review, five stars only. Thank you, and share with your mates. And if you've got any feedback or recommendations, make sure you DM me at Keeping Up Podcast on Instagram. Chat to you next time.